This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. (laughs) Anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care. So don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual take purge. At the siren, all takes, including things you don't actually believe, will be legal for 60 continuous minutes. No players, coaches, or media members of any kind will be granted immunity. All rational thought, logic, and professional credibility will be suspended. The Ringer Podcast Network thanks you for your participation. May our take God, Chris Sims, be with you all. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by three men who are ready to cleanse their souls. Danny Kelly, Craig Horlbeck, and Ben Solak. Ben Solak is here for our first take purge. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Unlike that one character who was new in the second purge movie. Totally. He says. Have Have you seen the purge movies, Solak? No. Ben, fun fact about the three of us. None of us have seen them either. (laughs) I've seen some of them. purge reference, fellas. Good work. I think we understand the concept. We know the the basics. You got a purge and it's like you got all these unwanted things. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the plot is. No consequences. This is a consequence-free zone. Exactly. What we're doing here, we spend all this time in draft season doing draft takes and you start learning and eventually you kind of radicalize yourself Mm. and you get this like unwanted ideation. You know, you get these unwanted takes. And so for our mental health, our spiritual health, once a year (laughs) before the draft, we engage in the annual draft take purge so we can cleanse ourselves of these takes that are corrupting us from the inside. The the take bloodletting, if you will. Bloodletting. The take letting. <laughs> the take springer, as I as <laughs> we said last springer. year. That yeah. was a workshop for this. We're gonna run wild better. with takes today, guys. So yeah, um, I'm excited for Sol to come with us on this take purge because I know Sola kind of looks innocent from the outside, but I know that inside there's some <laughs> he's like, got real some serious, takes. Oh yeah, no, trust me, this is a very necessary. This is basically <laughs> group chat therapy. This is yes. when you go to your, your group chat of football writers or football media buddies. You go, you know what? X is Y, and I'm sorry. But X is Y, and you just yes. need to say it somewhere. That's just this, but also we're letting other people hear it. So I'm really ex- uh, oh, is that the horn? Uh oh, I think that's shit. the horn. Uh oh, our starts it's- now. <laughs> Makes me nervous. So I'm there you nervous. go. So the take purge has begun. For mm. the next hour, none of these these takes they're staying within the purge. That's right. And so mm-hmm. it, anything's legal now. So I guess you know what, Solik, it's your first take purge. Why don't you start us off, Solik? What's the take that you need to purge? All right. Aiden Hutchinson's bad. Hot start. Strong start. It's not good, all right? This, he was not, he's not good. He was not going to be a first-round pick until he got the extra year and uh, the year off and the, when he worked, and that's great. But he, he gets stylized as this, like, 
incredible athlete on the Bruce Feldman freak list coming into the season. Like, he's going to test out like crazy. He's going to test outside of his mind. Unbelievable tester. And then he didn't. He tested fine. He has a really nice three cone for his size. Incredible. But that didn't happen. One. Two, he actually has an athletic red flag, a deficiency. His arm length is, is fifth percentile. Significant problem for edge rushers. We seem to be overlooking this quite a bit. He's a yes. T-Rex. Yes. <laughs> He's the T-Rex of here. Arms, Mr. Robinson, yes. So, you have that, you have that. Then you put on the film, and he's stylized as this Bosa, and he's styling, you know, like, oh, he watches the Bosa's, he plays like them. He does not have the pass rush acumen that these guys do. Just simply, he does not look like Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa did coming out, which is not, like, bad. Like, most people don't look like the Bosa's, but top five, top three picks at edge rush are supposed to look like the Bosa's. Uh, and then he gets also stylized this, like, incredible high effort, crazy sack guy, or crazy, crazy effort guy, like, finishes all these plays. And that is true. And usually when a guy's sacks are all effort sacks, we're suspicious of him. But for some reason, for Hutchinson, it's like, <laughs> oh, that means he's the best. I don't, he's bad. He's not good. He's Kyle Vandenbosch. And that's Kyle great for him. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Being Ryan Kerrigan is fun. I love Ryan Kerrigan. I make Ryan Kerrigan as a Hall of Famer jokes all the time because Ryan Kerrigan got eight sacks every season for like 19 straight years. That's sick, but it's- Well, now we're just naming white defensive ends who wear face paint. <laughs> That's guys you would not draft. <laughs> oh, that's your point. Role, yeah, Danny. okay. So there you go. <laughs> so you know, just is bad. People are mad at me. I want. I would like to state for the record, since I understand, I have a draft guide that is published in public domain. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is my number one player. However, my comp for him is a souped-up Max Crosby, and guess what? Max Crosby was like a fourth-round pick. Um, he did turn out to be a lot better than a fourth-round pick, though. Uh, I love this take. I think it's great. I can't really get behind it, but I think it's an excellent, excellent take. And I think overall, like all the overarching points are correct. However, I do think he has a pretty high floor, but I love it. So I guess here's the thing. I I do this for a living and I'm not going to lie. I didn't know Aiden Hutchinson's arms are that small. You said fifth percentile. He is a T-Rex. Yeah, let me pull up his mock draftable real quick because I think I'm that's pretty the take sure. purge. You don't have to be accurate. It's fine. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> his arm, arm like 32 and one eighth inches. Yes, mm-hmm. seventh percentile among pass rushers. He's also it's like six seven, which is we start to get to the point where height is not helpful because now your chest is super big and people can strike it. Eight hundred is bad, right? Bad play, bust, dude. I just got my suit measured Coming for wedding. I think my arms are almost that long. This is like the Kenny Pickett hand conversation, but for Aiden Hutchinson's arms. It does feel like something we completely just have glossed over and written off as like, oh, this doesn't matter. But we talk about arm length every year. How soon into the NFL season are people going to realize, hey, maybe he's not that good? He's on the Jaguars. No one's going to notice at all. (laughs) He's not going to be on the Jaguars. He's going to be on the Lions. He's not going number one. Oh, second take snuck out there. Yeah, that was, that was a little, little, little preamble, a little precursor <laughs> yeah, by my subsequent crimes later in the purge. <laughs> um, yeah, by like week 11, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau's going to have six sacks and Aiden Hutchins is going to have three and a half. And we're going to be wondering what the situation was, man. So much face paint, though. Oh, it's so cool. A, a lowercase P purge of mine that I, I've, you know, I'm just going to purge it right now. I think that the bet, the more Kayvon Thibodeau falls, the better he will be. You guys are kind of encroaching on one of my takes here oh please we'll get to it it purge away purge away i mean this is look i think uh cameron timbo is gonna be good (laughs) (laughs) take purge like after all timbo's good here here's the deal we've spent the last like three months or two months or whatever talking about like hustle the fact he likes crypto the fact he has sort of a weird personality whatever he's He's going to be a really good player. Like he's basically my take is he's going to be the best pass rusher in this class. <laughs> and I, I, it's funny to me that this is the take purge, but I put it out there. We're all going to look back on this years from now and be like, man, did we talk ourselves into circles and end up somehow not ranking yes. Thibodeau number one. Officially, my take was going to be at the end of the day, after all this bullshit, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be the best pass rusher and Derek Stingley is going to be the best corner in this class. Mm. I think that put makes it out there. Sense. Every time we end up like what all the things that we rearrange from January to April are yes. just it, it, ridiculous a lot of the time. We're just overthinking it. It's like how every year in fantasy we're like, I don't know if this is Derrick Henry's year. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> but is this year his year? I don't know. I think it's not going to be. It's, oh, it's the arrested development thing. It's like, well, this that work never works for anybody. But like, but it could work for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These people always, they delude themselves into thinking. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of that, I, I want to get another, I want to get a big take out there. Just get it out on the record. I, I went back. This is related to the fact that I went back and listened to last year's Take Purge last night. Uh, by the way, some incredible, incredible takes from Craig Horlbeck. Uh, I was trying to remember your middle name, but I couldn't. Lewis. From Craig Horlbeck. Craig, from Craig L. Horlbeck. C.L. Uh, Horbeck. By the way, Craigle. remember, this was in the pre-draft process. This was recorded at a time when everyone thought Mac Jones was going third. We were all making fun of the 49ers for trading up to take Mac Jones. Craig was like, you know what? He's going to end up on the Patriots and he's going to turn out to be the best quarterback in this class. <laughs> Guess what? It kind of happened. Also, along those lines, and in the spirit of that, fuck it, all the quarterbacks in this class are going to end up being really good starters. Oh, is my, my take. God. Define all. The top five. The top five. Not all. Define the top five. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell you are, are all going to be starting. You know why? what's funny? This is the take purge. This is why. Here's why. Anytime... Twitter, draft Twitter, the draft, the draft, the draft apparatus, the draft apparatus. Anytime everybody agrees to bury any one particular person or a group of players, they always fucking end up being really good. It's like Heifetz's rule about injuries. If it looks bad, that means he's fine. And if it looks okay, that means he's not fine. We all hate this class. We all have decided and agreed and established that they suck. They all have one massive, massive glaring deficiency, whether it be small hands in fact, they take a million, million sacks, whatever. I don't care. I think Kenny Pickett, probably going to lead the Panthers back out of purgatory. <laughs> uh, Malik Willis, basically going to be Mike Vick 2.0 with the Steelers. Desmond Ritter, just a skinny Dak, and he's going to look great <laughs> in action green for the Seahawks. Uh, Matt Corral, future Drew Brees, just quick processing, baby. Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, minus all the whinging. There's chaos in the streets in this take purge, and and Deke's got like the the blow the Blair the Blair horn the mega megaphone. I don't know. Solak's walking down the street right now. I can see it with like a spiked baseball bat, and he just wants to hit this. He's like naked with a torch, just running down the middle of the street, like the yellow You're king. Making in, a in lot of visual references for a movie that once again none of us have seen. I have seen like the the middle Saw hour. The of the purge. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> I've seen the the first purge, which is very boring. It's about one house, and I've seen a little bit of the one where they're walking around the streets. And I, I get the idea. Yeah, you know who I was thinking of? This is a different movie crossover here, but in this is the end. Danny McBride, after like a week, yes! is like running like a gang of yes. cannibals. That's this take right here for me. Channing I, Tatum I in Channing a Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, That's, this is that version of this take. Uh, but I, but honestly, I was inspired because Craig was just so fucking specifically right on that take from last year this is again I, this was way before like he was even connected to the patriots it was like he was going number three overall i half agree with dk <laughs> so i here's it's be hard to hit five for five on this i'll be honest not five for five i think two things are true i think no quarterbacks are going to go in the first round oh oh zero. First time in 25 years none Wow. Be, like, none of these teams, like, actually need quarterbacks. Things were glossing all over. What about Carolina? Carolina? need quarterbacks. All, even Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold is Ever there. They're him $19 million. He's there. He was the number three Ben pick, McAdoo like, literally ago. just said he's the starting quarterback. <laughs> he yes. did. And then said a few minutes later, I should not have said that. <laughs> I should not have said that. I have the worst fucking attorneys. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. <laughs> We're out here wondering if the Lions are going to take quarterback. They have Jared Goff. He was the number one pick five years ago. Wait. This, oh, the Steelers are going to take a quarterback. This Mike Tomlin said a month ago, he was asked, are you going to take a quarterback in the draft? He's like, yeah, we'll see how the picks shake out. Is that someone with some master plan to take a quarterback at 20? I think all these teams are like, yeah, we'll grab him in the second round. And they all will. And guess what? When they all go in the second round. We're going to think they're good, like DK's saying, because when you're in a first-round quarterback, we're going to be like, oh, those guys are disappointing for first-rounders. When they're second-rounders, we're going to be like, wow, Desmond Ritter, pretty good for a second-rounder. I, I think that the guys <laughs> who go to good Changes teams in the, the second round are going to be good, but none of them will go in the first. This this feels this feels more likely than mine. I want to piggyback off Heifetz's take a little bit. I don't know about the second-round thing. That's a great take, Purge. I want to say that I don't think any single quarterback is going to be starting week one. I can see that. And they're all just going to be bad. They're all just not going to be able to beat out Sam Darnold. They're not going to be able to beat no, out Carson is, Wentz. They're not going to be able to beat out Jared take. Goff. This isn't a take. We all hate him. 
But is that something that people believe? I don't think a single one of these guys is going to start week one. That's. I think that makes total sense because I think even if the Steelers take him, I think Trubisky is going to be the starter week one. And then I think if the Panthers, yeah, versus Sam Darnold, I, I, I don't know. So, like, I, what do you think? Do you think I'm crazy for no quarterback starting or going in the first round? Because I truly believe that. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. I thought the take first, I thought the take first was of. a fun idea. And like, this would be a good episode. And then Hyphen said with a straight face, they have Jared Goff. And now I know this is bad. This is a, this is a bad place to be. Um, it's just I, like, it's it's because the 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 money, right? It's not about the talent. It's about the money. Like if you hit on the first round quarterback it's so much more helpful to have the fifth year option have that contract that i think that's why you but who, see it who's doing that yeah. atlanta washington pittsburgh tennessee detroit but why in the first I, why would any of those teams do this in the first the lines you could convince me with the 32nd pick because they have an, a good offensive line but honestly the panthers they have one pick in the top 130 why why are you going to take a quarterback is kenny pickett going to save matt rule's job no take a left tackle i'm pretty sure i didn't say that i'm pretty sure i didn't say the panthers well no that's fair you said that but who else did you say right the falcons uh i'll say the seahawks washington football team steelers titans but the falcon i I just look at all these teams and they're like like the falcons they have so many needs all the teams you just mentioned have so many different needs that they can fill in the first round and i feel like the rookie contract thing is still real in the second but i think all so many of these guys are going to fall I think I, I do think some fall. I do think that like it, the the line for quarterbacks in the first round would be like three and a half, and it's more likely to be under than over, as opposed to being like Corral's going to go, and Ritter's going to go, and Pickett's going to go. I agree with all that. I think that, and this honestly, this actually kind of dovetails in, into one of my my take purges. Um, but I do think that that the 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 value of the rookie co- contract quarterback and and the fifth year option is such that teams will prioritize getting that player because in the event that he hits, he's so much more valuable to your team than even like a first round edge hitting or a first round receiver hitting, just because of how much the contract disparity is. We'll see. I'm I'm kind of I, I think that <laughs> I can see Willis being at the end of the first, but that also requires teams talking themselves into the guy, and I kind of don't know how they're going to do that for like Pickett. I, I don't know. I'm I I really am starting to, to be radicalized against all these quarterbacks. Good, I thought that I'd be talking take. myself into them. All right. So like you wanna you want you're you're being too rational. You got another uh, Well that's very funny, Rex. I had to play the rational heel to your to your take, and now I'm going to literally talk out the other side of my mouth. <laughs> take purge part two. The nerds are ruining the draft, man. Okay. <laughs> <He's standing. laughs> yes. Get out of get out of my draft. Take get, take all of your numbers, your spreadsheets, and go shove them somewhere else. All right. Positional value sucks. It's boring and it's lame. Oh, Jordan Davis is only how many snaps he gonna play? He's amazing. Shut up. Go to bed. Kyle Hamilton <laughs> is a safety. Bed. Is the safety a premium position? Yes, is really good player. Good players are helpful. Oh, you should draft quarterbacks in the first round because the the fifth year option. And oh, it'll help you with the contract money. Yeah, but what if they suck, man? What if they're bad? What if the quarterbacks <laughs> suck? And the guards are better. Maybe go draft the guard. It's more likely he's good because he's better. I just the get. Get, get nerds out of my football, please, is the moral of this story. <laughs> uh, nerds are ruining the draft. Brees Hall is very good and deserves to go in the first round. Draft off of vibes. Draft football loving Jesse's. Prosper. Thank you for your time. <laughs> draft off of vibes is my... I think so my whole world got hired to run the Lions. Yeah. Um, no. Speaking of Brees Hall, I have, a, I have my take purge. Yes. Okay. Brees Hall, running back out of Iowa State, is going to be the most successful offensive rookie in this entire draft class. <laughs> Does that include linemen? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Skill player. <laughs> Skill players. This man, Brees Hall, 5'11", 217, happens to beat out a certain young NFL star running back in every single physical category at the Combine, which, as we know, means everything. The young star running back is Jonathan Taylor. Both came yeah. out as juniors. Same 40 time. Uh, Bryce Hall beats Jonathan Taylor in every single event he participated in at the combine, including vertical jump, which he jumps 40 inches, by the way, insane. Broad jump. His measurements are better, longer arms, bigger hands. The only knock on Brees Hall is that man, he's got too many carries, 700 plus carries in college. Well, the knock on Jonathan Taylor was carries. He had 926 carries in college. <laughs> Not bad. I think, I think Brees Hall is going to get drafted by like some team like the Texans, and I think he's going to get 300 plus carries, and I think he's going to be really good. I didn't like no notes. Say right now, Brees Hall is better than Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Brees Hall Stop in 2023 around it. will be the number one pick in fantasy drafts. Why? Ooh. Say 
Brees Hall is better than Jonathan Taylor. Brees Hall is better than Jonathan Taylor. Yes. We got him. He leaned in for that, too. Yeah. So why, if all that's true, DK, why have we not heard from either of you two like a peep on Bryce Hall? Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, Jesus. (laughs) I just confused him and Bryce Brown briefly. Because the nerds are ruining the draft. Get (laughs) the nerds out of the draft. Because because running backs don't matter anymore. And he's probably going to be a second round pick. Um, but Craig, much like Jonathan Brees Taylor, Hall is, he, Brees Hall is an incredible prospect. He's, he was super productive. He was productive from a very early age. He ran under four, four, like what's not to like about it. Yeah. And also Jonathan Taylor was like, Oh, can he catch passes? He caught like 40 balls in all of college. Brees Hall caught 82 balls in college and is a really good receiver. He, I like, I don't, maybe three years ago or five years ago, seven years ago, he's a top like 10 pick in the draft. And then oh, uh, yeah. if you yeah. go, if you want to ruin the draft further, but also like isn't, and then Kenneth Walker is in some advanced areas, like even an even better rusher, like in, in terms of actual like production than Brees Hall is in some ways. Yeah. So there's kind of yeah. two good running backs in a draft that we kind of have convinced ourselves there aren't any great running backs. Along those lines, I got a take for oh. you. Oh, here's my take. Love Brees Hall. Absolutely love Brees Hall. Uh-oh. Love Kenny Walker. Oh, Damian Pierce is going to end up being the best running back in this class. Is my take. <laughs> How what day was what's Damian Pierce's forty? Say Damian Pierce is better than Jonathan Taylor. Say yeah. Damian Pierce is better than four Jonathan five Taylor. nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four five Here's nine. The okay. Here's the deal. He's the, uh, the Damian Pierce Florida, is going to be Florida Gators running back. Yeah, Florida Gators running back. He's going to be probably third or fourth round pick. Um, lar- in large part because he just wasn't given a heavy workload in college. Uh, Lance Zierling from NFL.com actually said in his scouting report that that was a fireable offense, that he wasn't given more carries. And Dan Mullen, the head coach, was in fact fired. Uh, <laughs> according to PFF, oh, purged. According to PFF, <laughs> Damian Pierce had 39 broken tackles on 100 rushes. He had 39 <laughs> broken tackles on one hundred. He only got 100 rushes and he had 39 broken tackles. What is this coach doing? Get the nerds out of the sport. <laughs> uh, and I saw this actually from uh, Fantasy Points, Scott Barrett. Pierce's 2021 season, he ranks third by missed tackles forced per attempt since 2014, behind only Javante Williams in 2020 and Bijan Robinson in 2021. By the way, he's probably going to be a first-round pick good next name. year. Bijan. Bijan's um, a good player. He's Bijan's insanely incredible. good. Like, go watch Bijan Robinson, by the way. Am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, uh, Bijan Robinson. Jonathan Sharks, who is a, a, a proud Texas fan, has been talking to me about Bijan Robinson for two and a half Dude, years. Dude, he is really good. Um, but that kind of paints a picture of where Pierce is on that spectrum as a tackle breaker. Since 2014, according to Barrett, uh, Pierce ranks fourth best among all Power 5 running backs in career missed tackles forced per reception. So he's good on catches, too. Um, and he averaged a touchdown every 7.4 touches in 2021, which is second among all power five running backs since t- 2000 behind only Percy Harvin. So what's the best possible team? If you, <laughs> if you had him in your, like a dynasty fantasy league and you had him forever, Ooh. what is the best team that you would want Damian Pierce to get drafted to for him that's, to have a great career? Shoot. That's a good question. Let me look, let me look. I'm looking at the the league here. Um, I'm looking at the league here. Looking I'm looking at, at the, looking a at the list league. of teams. Looking at a list of the teams. franchises that comprise the NFL. I'm still looking, still looking. <laughs> Maybe the Falcons. They got nobody. I don't know if I really want to go to a bad team. Cordell Patterson erasure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. He's going to go anywhere. He's going to be a superstar. He could go to the Colts and replace Jonathan Taylor. There's a. There is Honestly, a. Uh, who couldn't? You know. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, you know, <laughs> running backs don't matter. Damian Pierce, better than Jonathan Stewart. No, Jonathan uh, Taylor. I said Jonathan <laughs> he, Stewart, he is Jonathan better Stewart. than Jonathan Stewart. He's a little older. <laughs> uh, there's you also a very famous... I mean, Jonathan Stewart's new show had like 40,000 views on its last show on Apple Plus. So like the, you know, John, running back Jonathan Stewart, comedian John Stewart, like he could probably do better than 40,000 views. Floundering. The mm. John Stewart's right now, not, not hot. No. Uh, go watch the replay of Damien Pierce where his helmet flies off and he still runs through three guys' face to get into the end zone. Didn't didn't count because apparently it plays end when your helmet falls <laughs> off, but he doesn't give a shit. Damien Pierce. <laughs> it's probably a good rule. <laughs> I'm only half taking this. Like, I actually do think Pierce is good. <laughs> half purge. Yeah. You're going to keep half with you.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay, who's next? I can go. Solak. Lay one on us. Uh, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Matt Corral, Carson Strong. Kenny Pickett's going to be the worst of the six. Ooh. <laughs> really? Ooh, this is spicy. So, if like if, if we were to bucket quarterback play into two general families, it's like, all right, you're going to buy you have to play from in the pocket or out of the pocket, right? You're either a really good first reaction on script, dice at the defense, sort of a guy from the inside the pocket, you know, small steps, manage pressure, help your offensive line out, buy a little extra time, get your check down, or you are really good out of the pocket player. You're an escape artist, get outside of the pocket, create explosive plays down the field, check down with your legs, whatever. Obviously, it'd be amazing of quarterbacks for both, but in this, there's only a few of those guys and in this draft. There's certainly none of those guys, right? Willis, amazing outside of the pocket. Ritter, amazing inside of the pocket. Then you get to the next family. Sam Howell's actually pretty good outside of the pocket. He's, he's, he knows when to scramble, gets there right away. He's like a decent guy moving outside of the pocket. Cool. Crowell's actually pretty good in the pocket. Zippy little arm, right? He's got the ability to get to his check down really quickly. Nice. Carson Strong is good inside of the pocket because Carson Strong literally can't move. So you got to be good inside of the pocket. <laughs> right. And he has become good inside of the pocket. Pickett's neither. Pickett's supposed to be this like processor, manage the game, whatever, dude. And he d- doesn't read things out consistently. He'll like be right. Like he'll like get like, sh- you know, a full field concept, like corner to shallow and he'll read it out and he'll get to like the third read. It's the dig. And, like that's what you're supposed to throw and he'll throw it. And then the very next play, he'll get the very same concept on the very same defensive look and just not get there. And I don't know why. He's extremely erratic in terms of, of, of his process. Like you should be able to watch a quarterback and understand, all right, you're going one to two to three when you get this look. Like, I've seen you get this look enough against this distribution that this is your process. And Pickett just makes it up. Maybe I'll go to the backside this time. Which is, so it's not, there's no like real rhyme or reason there. And then outside the pocket, it's like, oh, he's Joe Burrow. No, he isn't. He's not fast. And he doesn't have, a, like Burrow, he doesn't have a big arm. So he doesn't, he's not fast. He doesn't have a big arm. He doesn't make good decisions. He very often is like, ah, I can make this throw, and he can't. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm very out on Pickett. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand why he's gone first round. I don't actually think he's like worse than Carson Strong in Sam Howell, but. <laughs> it doesn't matter for our I'm purposes. much closer to home yes. on Pickett being like the worst out of this group than, than anybody. Wouldn't touch him with a 39 and a half foot pole. Why 39 and a half? Because uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's from the, the Grinch song. Oh. Okay. I wouldn't touch you with a. 39 and a half inch Yep. In some Got ways, it. that's like Got the it. original Purge. I feel like he started the Purge. <laughs> the Grinch? Yeah, it's like Purge <laughs> energy. You mean when he started doing good things? I never finished the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hasn't seen the, the Purge or the Grinch. <laughs> and he's comparing them. You don't yeah, even, more of a Charlie uh, Brown Christmas guy. Not only that, but you don't even know like the story of the Grinch. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of forgot it. Look, I'm Jewish. I think I've digested, <laughs> I'm going to say, 83% of the Christmas movies. I think this is actually another good take, uh, Purge. I have a lot of uh, things. I haven't done, like, the Vanessa Hudgens new Netflix stuff. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then, like, The Grinch. You can only do so much animated Christmas stuff. What about the and Jim Carrey on one? Charlie Brown. No, it's, I haven't done any of that. No, I'm like Elf. Uh, I just, oh, I mean, A Wonderful Life. You know, the, the, cl- the classics. Sure. But The Grinch, I'm just kind of, like, bored. Dang. Anyway, and it, it turns out good. Maybe Kenny Pickett will turn. <laughs> right. I don't know. He, he probably won't. I actually, on that note, relatedly, I actually, the opposite of Solak's take, which is I think the people, the quarterbacks don't matter. The, t- the, the quarterbacks who will be good this year are the ones that get drafted by the Steelers and the Saints. The, I, don't, I don't give a shit who they take, including <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Whoever they take, those guys will be, be good. good. And the, t- like the Panthers... First round, second round. Well, they don't have a second rounder. I don't give a shit. The Panthers quarterback will be bad. The Mm -hmm. Lions quarterback will probably (laughs) be bad. The Steelers quarterback will probably be good. Fill in the names later, and I'll I'll stand by it. 
That's a good take. I really like that. You're all expendable. Well, it doesn't matter. So um, this here's the, this this is like a real passion project of mine, but it's real. Like I really think that the most underrated part of the draft is landing spot for these quarterbacks. I I, I actually this leads to another take purge I have also, which is I think that the draft should stop giving the good picks to the bad teams. Mm. <laughs> Just stop doing it. Just stop giving bad teams good picks because if you look, it, it basically good picks are sorry, good teams are twice as good at finding good quarterbacks. Like if you take out the Broncos, cause John Elway was just bad at it. And if you look at good teams, just like playoff teams, I count as a good team or like a team's above 500 over the previous two years. Like if you just, that's like a good team. And then a quote unquote, good quarterback is just any quarterback that gets a second contract from the team, like a, a big extension. The good teams extent, like sign the quarterbacks to a second contract, like 80% of the time they take a quarterback. And then the bad teams do it like 30% of the time. That's because the team suck. We look at guys like Trevor Lawrence or, you know, all these guys go to these bad teams and we're like, oh, why the quarterback bad? The teams suck. So I don't know. I, think I, I like this because it takes the responsibility of me being accurate as a fantasy or as an NFL draft analyst. Like it, it takes it out of my hands. It doesn't matter what I think of a quarter of a quarterback or a player in general, because it only matters where they land. Draft coverage should start none of my after stuff is the wrong. draft. None you of know? my stuff. None yeah. of my shit is going to be wrong. Right. This brings me to what my was that? that I accidentally hit water the bottle? Cap my water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I think so much home is his home <laughs> security. Is this is my attack. purge bell. Take <laughs> <laughs> is coming. Simply safe has <laughs> been alerted. <laughs> <laughs> the sensor has been triggered. This lands me on my like truly great, like my biggest take purge that I've been waiting like five years of my life to 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 get wow. a moment to say. You're welcome. As as a man who who Got cut his teeth in this field, came up in this field covering the draft. All draft coverage is bad. There is no good <laughs> yeah. draft coverage. Yeah. There's that. All right, let's watch the player. Okay, well, 99% of us have no idea what we're watching. I'm included in that. For the 1% of us that do, uh, there's a myriad of other reasons why a player would succeed or fail. So, okay, let's go to the whole like pseudo psychology of this thing. Yeah, definitely. Getting getting anonymous quotes from scouts who are paid like $30,000 a year to have no sleep, live on five-hour energies, and like evaluate <laughs> seventh-round picks vibes based off of a 15-minute 15 con conversation with them. Getting anonymous quotes from coaches who have like barely watched these players and also like haven't watched college ball since the 1950s. Getting anonymous quotes from GMs who are just like you know, squirreling for more job security. All of that pseudo psychology is horrible. And then just disseminating the quotes is frankly irresponsible. Um, all analytics models are bad. <laughs> See, I get nerds this. out of my sport earlier thing, right? There's uh, okay. Oh, and here's here. This is just though, this is a mock draft of what I'm hearing. Mock drafts are stupid. There's no reason to do them. <laughs> the draft is going to happen anyway. Uh, uh, there isn't the, this podcast. Oh, guys, like, what, what are we doing here? Waste of time. Yeah. Malik Willis is a project. Hopefully he's good. Yeah, it's great. Like everything. There's no good draft coverage. All draft coverage is pointless and bad. Also, I'm very grateful that it exists and it's such a monstrosity. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a job. So this is Ben Solak, who previously was employed at the Draft Network. The Draft Network. <laughs> Covered the drafts 24-7, 365. <laughs> here to tell you that there's not uh, a single iota, not a scrap, not a dot of draft coverage that is worthy of anything. This is one far big the best. scam. This Just is the best. Start yes. talking about it after the players land on the teams. That's what it matters. Think about how much fun it would be to have the beat writer show up to camp and be like, holy shit, guys, guess who's here? <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got a roster here. Holy crap. Look at number 40 over there. <laughs> like just the entire Falcons beat is like, yo, Malik Willis is here right now. Like, this is crazy. Be what so position do you play, young man? <laughs> Yeah, all draft coverage is bad. Thank you for your great, time. great take. Love I, that take. I think this is fantastic, and it reminds me of one of my favorite. I think I take purge this last year. I'll take purge it again. I think the draft is dumb too. I know. Like, it's not just the draft coverage. The draft is stupid. Like eliminate the draft. Drafts yeah. are for armies. Like why does sports leagues get to draft people? It's ridiculous. You're this is America. You graduate college, and then you know different companies offer you jobs if you're lucky, and you get to pick one if you're really good. You get to pick. And instead, the NFL is like, hey, Joe Burrow, you're going to go to Cincinnati. <laughs> and he's like, oh, can Burrow. I shop around? No. no. 
You oh, have oh, to do this. Oh, you're the best this. software engineer in the United States? You're going to get a job at a shitty startup in a garage. That's how that works. <laughs> like, I wanted to hey, go they to went Apple. To the Super Bowl, too guys. bad. They're too good yeah. of a workplace. You can't go there. The Bengals are definitely a good, well-run team. All right, no further questions. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I can't really. We can't go back to like milk toast regular. Like a first, cornerback so. take. Yeah, we, we've gone all the way to like all media is bad. Yeah. This, here's the yeah. take. This podcast is fucking pointless. Um, Shut down the ringer. Going, it's all stupid. Anyway, going back to uh, the running back group. Um, no, should we the keep going or yeah. just end it there? The, also, Derek the, Stingley is mildly better than people are making it out to be. Yeah, the take perch is self actualized. Like I don't know where wow. to go from here. See, I was trying to sit on this one. So I was really worried it was a cliff but then we got it like led into it a little bit i was like all right balls on the tee i'm gonna hit it everything is pointless <laughs> there's no reason to live eat arby's this is the nihilist version <laughs> yeah i love that i if I, I have a couple off-season takes from outside of the draft that just happened this off-season but i need to purge them because they just mm. happened mm. we could okay. transition to that if you'd like dk or do you want to go i back mean to while we're here world? yeah might as well um I feel like the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson was to was a business decision to increase the sale price of the Broncos and nobody noticed. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Like, yeah, we're out here like, oh, the AFC West is loaded. The team is for sale, guys. It's like you remodeled your kitchen. That's what they did. <laughs> like, they're going to make another flooring. half billion yeah. dollars from this trade. And we're like, oh, it's like, I don't I, I feel like the football was borderline irrelevant to the owners. This is real genuine leather. They're gonna, Exactly. <laughs> Like, I thought you were going to say that the trade for Russell Wilson is going to be an abstract failure. Mm. Abstract. What's, Who cares the about right the word? football? Abject. 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 Ab abject. Ab it's going to be an abstract failure. I mean, it might be. As long as we don't put in any like parameters down, it could be a failure. <laughs> a vague <Yeah>. failure. <laughs> I think this episode's an abstract failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's good. Oh, my goodness. What else you got, Heifetz? Is that it or... Well, I just, I don't know. I, I I have more, but that one, I really just feel like it's under, like the opening bid for the Broncos is $4 billion. You, that's what you need to have just to really stay in the game. They have multiple, like four or five offers at $4 billion a piece. But it's like adding Russell Wilson, it really is like a kitchen remodel. It's like within a year or two years, you can now picture the new owners. They can picture themselves winning a Super Bowl and being handed the trophy. That's got to be worth another half billion dollars instead of having freaking Drew Locke there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what is this? What is your take that the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson is good for business and good for football? Okay. <laughs> Isn't that just good? <laughs> I think that like it's all the point is it's already like the best trade that's ever been made because it made them a billion dollars. They traded Drew Locke in order to make more money per share or whatever. The take like, should it, be like, it doesn't matter how he plays. The, like, Russell Wilson is more important to the team for business than for football. Yeah, he could retire in October, and if they get the sale done by then, who cares? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Did you see that he bought like a fifty billion dollar house? Yeah, in, I uh, did. Like the oh. the the most expensive house ever sold in the Denver area, yes. or something like that. I got a question about that house. It has a half court basketball court in it, but it's very narrow. You can't yeah. shoot a corner three. It's like one of those lap pools. A fifty million dollar house, and you can't hit corner threes. What are we doing? <laughs> I that house is incredible. Mike Greenberg actually was on ESPN this morning and was like, why does he have 12 bathrooms? And I was like, you're right, Mike Greenberg. Why does this house have 12 bathrooms? You could have fit a three-point pointer corners in the in the basketball. Just take out one of the bathrooms. He's selling his uh he's selling his Seattle house uh too. Uh, while we're while we speak, I don't know if it got sold yet, but uh it's like 38 million. He bought it for like five or six million. He's selling it for 38 million. It's pretty good, good ROI. Is that the uh, one? Wait, which yeah. one's on was the one I saw? I don't because there's pictures going around of his house that he's for sale in Washington and the mm -hmm. one he bought in Colorado, which is the one on the lake. It's beautiful. That's the one in Seattle. That one's and incredible. I would pay thirty-eight million dollars for the treehouse <laughs> in this fucker. Did you see the treehouse? I did not. Like a giant. Like multiple it. level treehouse with ivy covering the entire <laughs> thing and like a full 180 degree, maybe even more, like 278 degree view of the lake. Like you're oh in God, the lake, you're incredible. on the lake. Listen, I would you pay 38 million tell me for the this day treehouse. that we are going to do NFL homes, NFL player homes, <laughs> okay. and I will sign up. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, we're doing it right now. We're doing it right now because I actually have another take. While you're doing this, I want you guys to Google. Did you see the, the home that Matthew Stafford just bought from Drake? It happened this week. No. Is it hidden? No, Matthew Stafford, Drake home. So there's two. He, Drake owned three homes in LA next to it because the rich, famous people, they, they buy like a bunch of houses next to each other so they don't have to have neighbors because, um, you know, et, et cetera. 
I looked at so the house that Stafford bought from Drake. If you two, look at he up, buys two homes from Drake. He bought two of the three from Drake, he and two they houses were like five and six million dollars. Look at the pictures. There's a tweet thread. I think there's a bunch of like I front office of sports says them. This home is fine. It looks like a house in the neighborhood I grew up in. And it's this probably house $20 going million. For five million dollars <laughs> is crazy. Matthew this is Stafford, like a suburban rambler. He can't even bring his teammates to have a catch here. The so, backyard's like fine. We have the specs. One of them is 3,600 square feet. I'm imagining that's the $22 million house. And one of them is 2,400 square feet. No, there's he a listed, private horse trail in the backyard. What does that mean? It's so there's a trail for horses, but nobody else is allowed. <laughs> Figure that out. But how big? I, I just private. saw. It's kind of embarrassing that pizza oven had to be included in this tweet. Like that means there's not that many cool things in this house. If pizza ovens <laughs> in top this five, this house looks fine. It's one story. It's six million dollars for a one story house. Where is pizza oven on the rankings of things you want in your twenty two million dollar home? It's not even top it's thirty like, for me. I better like be. The, I would like to be able to hit a corner three for twenty two million dollars. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just anyway. Okay, so I, oh, if you have any thoughts on like the football or just celebrity houses in general, football specific, probably emails at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Maybe I'm in, maybe I'm not up on the real estate market, but I kind of thought that was silly. I would love to do oh, like well. NFL celebrity real estate pods. Yeah, we, we, we should make that a little <laughs> corner. I know Amanda Multiple. and Juliet are on that corner with celebs, but I want to go sports specific. Yeah. Ben Simmons right, is a great home. This is the first time I've ever looked at an NFL player's house, and I don't intend on doing it again. It causes me great anxiety. <laughs> yeah. What? All right. The house or paying $6 million for the one story with the pizza oven? Both. <laughs> I would like to live, like, I uh, my optimal living space is, like, two rooms. Like, you know, like, the, like, the, like the, the, the pictures you see from Reddit of, like, male living spaces where it's, like, a TV on the floor, <laughs> yes. and, like, a microwave? Yeah. That's my up. optimal living space. Yes, exactly. And so minimalist. We this. call that minimalist. No, it's minimalist. Yeah. It's Ooh, minimalist. Nice. It's also just very lazy is really what the 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 real point of Genesis is. But anyway, so all these houses freak Does out. anything else spark joy? Then no. Just, that's all you need. Listen, living below your means. Financially prudent, Ben. Good for you. Yeah. Save up. I, my post makes a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> you do need that. There's a water's edge. Extra money for Postmates. Yeah. Do we do we have more takes to purge? I have like I have some petty crimes that I can purge. Yeah, let's do it. Really just in yeah, a, not like in a this is like smashing a car window. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think that from, happens without the purge. Yeah, happens right. here in DC every day. Okay. So from the same <laughs> the, the from the same you know band that brought you Aiden Hutchinson is bad. Uh, <laughs> Trent McDuffie is bad. Uh, Ooh, okay. Trevor Penning is bad. Devin mm -hmm. Lloyd is overrated. Not bad. He's good, but he's bad. Um, and I had one more. Who is the one more? By the way, let me stop you there. Before you, while you find it, two of the three most heavily connected players to the Seahawks right now are Trevor Penning and De Devin Lloyd at number nine. So this mm -hmm. is not triggering me whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I feel great about it. Uh, last but not least was uh, Tyler Linderbaum is bad. Oh, uh, there's some petty crimes for you. I, I, wow. I, I, I thought oh, he was thought, the greatest thought, center prospect in the last 20 years. What happened? Because he has short arms. Because he has Aiden short Hutchinson's arms. He's gonna go he can only one. play for like five teams, right? He's going to be good for the team he lands on if the right team gets him. But like, I don't know. Like He's not going to go round one. That that ship has sailed, right? I don't if understand was, what you mean if he's bad, but he's going to be good. I don't know what that means. Bad prospect, <laughs> right? But he's uh, going to be good. Ah, uh, good. If he gets drafted to be Jason Kelsey or Alex Mack, then he can... Put, maybe pull that off, right? He has a good a chance of pulling that off. But like other prospects, it's like, all right, like let's draft Chris Olave and then hopefully he'll be our ex. But if not, he's fast enough to be our field stretcher and we can put him in the slot. Da, 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 da. Tyler Linderbaum, it's not like, oh, let's kick him to guard. Can't do it. Too small. And like, oh, what if our offensive coordinator leaves and goes to a different, uh, you know, goes to be a head coach somewhere? We got to promote internally because we can't become a power running team because we got this guy playing center, right? And so he's good, but he's bad. Take Perch. <laughs> this truly is this is truly like the group chat take like yeah. this is this is the most chaotic take purge we've ever done i think yeah 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want me to? Do you want me to fire off a few too? I got. I got yeah. a couple extra. Uh, I found. I found the one. One more. Boye Mafe, Edge out of Minnesota. Mm. Bad. Bad prospect. <laughs> you know that's the thing we should do at some point, which is as Solik was saying, all the people are just like we're all bad at this. We should just look all the other drafts five years ago. You just go, scroll through the draft. You're like. Nice, nice, bust, bust, nice, good, bust, bust. We should good, do bad. that with these guys. <laughs> good, 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 bust, bust. Just I want this pop. Ben's bust, list terrible. of bad players. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can't believe you were going to take him. Uh, speaking of pass rushers, here's here's a here's the take. Nick Benito is going to get more sacks than Jermaine Johnson and Trevon Walker in his first three seasons. Combined? Say combined. No, just, no, just like <laughs> Say combined. Say Jonathan Taylor. Say combined. That, that, Nick, Nick Benito, Benito is, is a better, better running Jonathan back Taylor. than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, uh, you are a sham. <laughs> so to be why, clear, why is Jonathan Taylor Trayvon Walker so and Jermaine Johnson? This. To be clear, we're talking about, because we've talked about this a lot, but it's worth just saying again. The first round is... A lot of guys who have, inc- like the top 10 is the guys with incredible production and credible athleticism. And a lot of the guys outside the top 10 are the guys with incredible athleticism you can't get anywhere else. Like, but not necessarily guys that are that good yet. And they're playing, they're hoping for the 10 out of 10, but you might get a three out of 10. But here's the thing. So Trayvon Walker and Jermaine Johnson are, Trayvon Walker is a guy who was not actually asked to rush the passer at Georgia because he was not better at it than the other people in his team, but is going to go ahead of the people that were playing in front of him to rush the passer in college. Like he's going to go first. And then Jermaine Johnson, who transferred away from Georgia because he couldn't play there to go to Florida State, (laughs) is also going to go ahead of the Georgia defenders who were actually good in playing. Like, is that a correct assessment? No, I mean, there's nuance there. I think the way that the Georgia defense works, they're not asking their ends to, like, go on the edge and, like, pin their ears back and rush the passer, which is probably, by the way, why Jermaine Johnson transferred, because he wanted to go to a defense where he could just, like, line up and rush the passer. And it actually worked out really great for him. Um you know, Trevon Walker, I think, has just risen up draft boards so much because he's such a he, he's a rare athlete and a, he has rare size. Um, but like both of these guys, Jermaine Johnson, Trevon Walker, just give me the heebie-jeebies in terms of like projecting them to the NFL because they're they're such projections. Like we don't exactly know what they're going to be. And um, I think other pass rushers in this class, you kind of know what they're going to be. Like Nick Benito is a guy that I threw out there in this particular case because he is who he is. He's a really explosive, bendy, fast guy who's like undersized, not very good against the run, you know, maybe a one-trick pony type player, but he's going to just rush off the edge with like a ton of blazing speed and energy. And and I just like him and his like pressure rates were through the roof in college. Um, and I just think at the end of the day, he might not be actually a better player, but I think he's going to get more sacks. <laughs> I think I, I like this. I would say the same for Arnold Ebiketti at a Penn State. I don't he's understand another why great he's example, not going to yeah. be better. I feel like Ebiketti is going to be better than Trayvon Walker and maybe better than Aiden Hutchinson, too. There's another round of this prospect is bad petty crimes. It's just this prospect is good petty crimes. And Ebiketti is one of the names. Arnold Ebiketti? Good. Good. <laughs> I feel like he's going to be better than Aiden Hutchinson. Good. <laughs> yeah, well, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, bad. So that's how you know that Evocati's going to be better because he's good and Hodgson's bad. So, Who else? Who, are, who's, who else is on your list, Solak? Oh, who else is the good list? All right. Arnold Evocati, edge out of Penn State. Good. Uh, uh, Kyer Elam, corner, Florida. Mm. Good. Mm. Roger McCreary, corner, Auburn. Historically short arms. Bad for Aiden Hutchinson. Roger McCreary, still good. Don't care. <laughs> um, uh, George Pickens, receiver, Georgia. Good. Yes. Lewis Seen, safety, Georgia. Good. Quay Walker, linebacker. Wait for it. Georgia. Good. And last oh, but not least, oh. Leo Chanel, linebacker, Wisconsin. Me oh, and DK God, about I love him. that name. Good, baby. <laughs> let's go. Okay, I have an idea for Ben. Ben, we, in the spirit of Christmas, I think we sh- you should start a character called Draft Santa, and you have your naughty and nice <laughs> list, and it's just your good and bad, and that's it. It's just good, bad, and you run through it. 
And I like that too, because again, if you just go to each draft, there's only 20 players that are good in each draft. <laughs> and I and some of them, and they're dispersed through the rounds. And I kind of want you two to just bring me the 20 players who are actually just going to be good. And I kind of don't care about everyone else. Who gets coal in their stockings and who doesn't? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Back, this goes back to the conversation Solik was having about how like all draft an analysis is bad. Like I think a draft part, analysis, bad. Bad. <laughs> part of that like is, honestly, we could waste a lot of time just doing these draft guides and spending hours and hours. I've been spending like, you know, 80 hours a week or whatever, putting together a draft guide over the last like several weeks. I could just look at this guy for five minutes and tell you whether he's good or not. And that first impression, <laughs> the first gut, if you just go with that, you're probably going to hit at a higher rate yeah. than just like and spending all this time so doing it. That's but, incredible. But, and and like, I so like forecasting in general is like a really interesting thing. Like I, I gamble a lot and I do the draft, like forecasting just in and of itself as a science is really interesting. But a big part of it is the more information that you consume about a specific space, it there's an, a, an intuition, there's a thought that says, well, we, we're going to become better calculators up in our mind. We're, now that we have more information, we're going to become better at figuring this out. Whereas in reality, the more information we consume, the better our gut gets, the better our, our unconscious mind, the better our, our, our mind is just figuring out for us and telling us with a quick feeling, this is where something should be, right? We start to train our gut to do the work for us. And that's why like, my good bad list isn't like actually who's good and who's bad. Rather, it's off of the football I've watched the things that I prioritize, the way that I would build a team if I were running a team, Epicady's good. Aiden Hutchinson's bad, right? Like, I just like, like <laughs> this This is what I would like and this is what I would not like. That's what I've taught my my gut to then go back and tell me. Uh, and so that that that's what that that sensation is. And there there is credence that situ that sensation. That's why there's some evaluators who are just good. Some well, evaluators so Mike, Mike Lombardi, Mike Lombardi had this story that when he was working for Bill Walsh in the 49ers, they wanted to draft Charles Haley and they showed Bill Walsh the tape of Charles Haley uh, that it, he's a pass rusher and Charles Haley, he watched two plays and was like, and Charles Haley like knocked the lineman down and got a sack. And he was like, all right, cool. We'll take him." And they're like, don't you want to see more? He's like, no, if you can do that once, I'll I take him to do it again. <laughs> and Charles Haley he won Charles six Super Haley Bowls. And how uh, John Schneider found Elger Collier. Yeah. 50% <laughs> success rate, baby. That's Dude, better than this the is draft. what I'm talking about. Trevor Penny at number nine, another old small school, Senior Bowl standout. And I don't even know if he did that well at the Senior Bowl. But like, th this is like the trifecta for John Schneider is old, small school, Senior Bowl guy. And Do you think how much of it is because me. Iowa's really good at developing offensive tackles and then like Northern Iowa is like close? Because <laughs> they're corn fed. Like <laughs> they believe this like random like, you know, like, it's like cliche. word association. They're, they're, I'm corn, like they're corn fed middle, like Midwest boys that are big and strong men therefore okay i have good, one good other NFL one players. it's not related to the draft it's more of an off-season take but do you guys have other actual draft take purges here coming up on the end no i have i, I, I have good. one small one that is more of a fear of mine but i believe it's going to be true and i desperately want my i want to be wrong i think matt ariza might be a bust <laughs> the <punter. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, Craig, this is good. I think there's a chance he's like the 15th best putter in the league. And every <laughs> once in a while, he like gets a hold of one, and nobody talks about him again. <laughs> I really oh, I, love how, I love how Craig says nobody talks about him again, as if we we're all planning on like really talking a lot about Matt. Ariza. Well, if he like becomes like the Shane Leckler type, people like knew he was like kind of a household name, like. This this guy's nickname is the Punt God. I <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm dubious. So all right, right now you said top fifteen. Right now, can the four of us football fans who cover the league name fifteen starting punters? Oh uh, yeah, who are the ones that are brothers? That'll be but, two uh, the, on the Cole quit. There's two Cole quits. Dustin Cole and Dustin and Brandon. Yeah, you got you got to name them. All right, D that Dustin and name. Brandon. Dustin Cole quit. Um, Ray Guy. Mm. <laughs> Well, no, you mean active punters? <laughs> yes. Current we starting NFL punters. Who's the Australian guy on the Seahawks? I was going to say, Danny doesn't even know the Seahawks guy. <laughs> He's one of the best ones. No, who's the, who's the big guy in the Steelers? <laughs> My God, wait. I'm literally blanking uh, on his Wait. Hey, <laughs> the Steelers guy is Presley Harvin III. Ah, that's the right. The Seahawks guy is Michael Dixon. I will oh, yeah, give Dixon. you those Michael two. Dixon. Yes. That's so if Matt Arisa becomes the top... 10 punter. I'm still not sure people are going to talk. I almost about said Matt Gay, but he's the kicker for the Rams. Who our favorite team's punters are. <laughs> who is the best wow. punter in the league right now? That was really humbling. <laughs> is there a consensus best punter? I think punter it is right Dixon. Now? 
That's why I know his name. It's Dixon. Uh, Dixon, Colquitt was really good. Dustin Colquitt, I should say. The Rams really have Brandon well. Powell, and I just had to look that up, and they were just in the yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. Packers have Corey Bajorquez, who I know because I love Corey Bajorquez's name. Uh, Thomas Morstead is now somewhere that's not the Saints. Washington has Tress Way. Eagles have Aaron Zipos. I'm running out of gas. Can you Aaron just name Zipos. the Bengals punter? Aaron Zipos, that looks like a name from like Game of Thrones or something. Mitch Can you name the Bengals the punter? S- they were just in the Super Bowl. No, I, I can't. Bengals. Oh, Andy, uh, session with their Andy Lee. Oh, Andy Lee. Lee. Andy Lee. Is he in the Niners? <laughs> no, no. no the Niners, is, Niners is Mitch Wisnowski. Colonels. Hmm. You know what's crazy? I think I knew punters more when it, I played them and when I played Madden, Madden more. 100%. And then like their name was just underneath and so they punted and I just absorbed all the information. Shane Leckler was like a 99. Yeah, now I, I, I have never heard of like 75% of these people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Never heard of them. <laughs> Ke- the, the Bengals <laughs> punter do you, is Kevin Huber. Who I I don't even I, I think I mentally just gloss out on punts. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Jordan Barry? No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's my buddy. Have you ever heard of name. Jamie Gillen? Gillen. Have you ever heard of Tommy Townsend? Yes. Yes. He's the Chiefs yes. with the hair. Cameron Johnston. No. Yeah, ex Eagle. Wait, Tommy Town is now. that is that the guy who dropped the ball for the Browns? And are we just playing two punters, game? one lie right now? I Drew, Drew, two punters, yeah. one lie. Okay, Drew Christman. Drew Christman. That will be our next one. Email us two punters, one lie. <laughs> two at actual punters currently in the NFL, and yes. then a third one. <laughs> but make them starters. Don't no backup punters. Yes. Email us two back like like real starting punters, and then one lie, <laughs> which I assume you can put in real ones that aren't playing anymore. Or if you can make them up. Bonus points. Two if you make punters in a place kicker. No, you have to <laughs> make two them punters up. A kicker. I don't want you to use an old retired punter. Use a made up name. Yeah. Two yes. or like as you can steal a name, like he's a center, but like I don't care. Eh, I want it to be purely name. made up. Two punters, one lie. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. <laughs> that would be great. Um uh, I have one more take that's not related to the draft that I kind of want to get off my chest. Okay. I think Tom Brady should have stayed retired. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Why? Continue. I feel like he went out. Go on. Perfectly. I know obviously a Super Bowl win would have been perfect, but in the absence of a Super Bowl itself, losing a Super Bowl is like more painful. He went out. He, look, first, the regular season led the league in passing yards at 44, second in MVP voting. And then even though he lost in a playoff game, it, they did it. He did it with a 24 point comeback. With like fifty or like twenty minutes left in the game, he did the Falcons come back again, and this defense blew the game on like the last drive against the Rams. But like Tom Brady went out as a legend. We all looked at each other and were like, "This guy could keep playing forever." Now he's gonna come back. The Bucks aren't gonna be as good, and we're gonna blame him for it. We're gonna get sick of him. Yeah, I, mean, I disagree. His, disagree. His last pass was that beautiful bomb to Mike Evans, wasn't it? That's like an amazing way I to go so. out. I think so. Yeah. It's like a 70-yard touchdown of Mike Evans. But this is, I mean, Heifetz, you're probably right, like narrative-wise, looking back, historically, we'll, we'll probably say that could have been the best time. Watch him win the Super Bowl this year. But it's just these greedy, competitive guys. You can't stop. You can't leave on top. That is the whole struggle of being that good, is you can't leave if you continue to be he that good. would have left on top. Look, maybe he I'd plays until he's 50 though, like, years he old. D- he wasn't on top. I feel like that. I feel like I completely disagree with you that like there's a perfect ending. Like it's not a perfect ending. He it's lost. Good, it's pretty damn good considering. But I think it's I think it's perfect because it's we'll okay. look back at it as one no, era okay. where he. What are you it's talking okay. about? He was. We'll look back. At, the no, man's we'll been back. in the Super Bowl like half of the years he's been in the league. We'll look back at it as <laughs> a, a, this stretch where he's with the Bucks for essentially what was it? Um, like it's not just shy of. Really, like fifteen months. It, he was like forty-three, and he led the league in touchdowns and yards. And he he I mean, won a Super Bowl, cool. and then the year but he didn't win a Super Bowl, yeah, he second MVP and led the league in yards. That's how we remember it. But now it's I just like think like he it, came it, back. It, it, Did he want to play somewhere else? And the bar is really so low on back? storybook endings. If this is if you think this is like a perfect way to go out, like, yeah. But I, think, I guess it's just like look at every great quarterbacks how their career ended. Look at Brett Favre. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. I guess Peyton Manning got lucky, but like yeah, most of them suck, <laughs> and it's depressing. All of them stop playing when they literally are not wanted anymore. Exactly what Craig said. Roethlisberger was a joke. Manning won the Super Bowl, which was nice, but he also couldn't throw. It was like he threaded the needle. I think, I I, I just feel like if the Bucs aren't as good, we're going to be wondering like, hmm, maybe it was weird that he tried to play for like other teams and failed. You know what I mean? And then there was like, <laughs> I, 
I don't know. Like I, where he's like Arians isn't the coach. He's kind of running the team in a way. Like I think that Brady's going to get a lot more blame if they aren't as good. I it's a know. good take. I like it. Thank you for purging. We're going to get sick of him anyway. I'm very happy to be to have been purged. So with that said, I think I think that I think the take purge has concluded. Whoa. Is that the sirens? There it is. There, it, there they are. Oh, that's that's weird that that conveniently played as we finished our take. <laughs> wow. What are, what are the there odds? They are. Oh, I hear them in the distance. Yes. Okay. I uh, I feel cleansed. I feel relaxed. I feel better. The the, the take bloodletting is over. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> that that was that was beautiful. Um, I'm very excited to continue <laughs> with our excellent draft content, which has a lot of value <laughs> and all, our mock drafts that are perfectly it'll never get over the best that. time of the year is covering uh, the draft. Yeah. It's really just great, and I'm excited for all of you who are still with us here, digesting <laughs> this wonderful draft content that, as you all know, is always perfect. Okay, check out DK's. NFL draft guide with mock <laughs> drafts and NFL draft dot the ring. Many hours working on. <laughs> it's been up for three months. So should have just out. gone with my gut and said good or bad, but that's fine. All right, we will have. So the draft is begins thir- next Thursday. Mm. So we're gonna Crazy. have another episode for you this week, and then we have a lot of episodes coming to you guys next week. Thank you for sticking uh, with us. Thank you to Craig. Thank you DK. Thank you Solak. Thank you Chris Sims. Thank you Chris Sims. The take God, God for truly inspiring this episode. Mm. <laughs> and thank you to whoever makes the purge I, I don't know who does that I don't know either we should probably watch the movie at some point we should <laughs> watch the movie before the next time we do this thank you Lorne Lorne thank you Frank Ocean nice for bailing on Coachella did he well, I guess he didn't bail he just they had to push him back because he was the 2020 show okay uh, the purge is directed by James Demo- DeMonico so Demonico, like Demonaco? Yeah, kind of. Demonic. Oh. Produced by Michael Bay. That's how you know this is pure chaos. (laughs) The Purge is produced by Michael Bay. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. We don't even have anything to like disagree on right now. Like we're all very serene. That's because we've we've been exercised. Yeah. Yeah, we're cleansed. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Peace be with you. Peace.